Hello Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration and you probably noticed that our intro is a little different this time and the reason is because of you, Visioneer Nation. As I talk about in almost all of our episodes, we love getting feedback and thoughts on our social media platforms from Visioneers just like you and we have just been inundated the last couple weeks with a lot of really great thoughts and questions and suggestions and we also discovered a pattern there's a whole bunch of you who want to learn more about business partners franchises systems and how do you deal with this whole thing called covid and so what we've decided to do is bring back one of our past episodes with Patrick Marconi, one of the co-owners of the Bakersfield franchise of Crumble Cookies, because he does a fantastic job of covering all of these subjects in the conversation we had with him. So without any further ado, here is our conversation with Patrick Marconi, the co-owner of the Bakersfield franchise of Crumble Cookies. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. We're here with Patrick Marconi, the co-owner of Crumble Cookies. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. And for visioners who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? Yeah, I'm Patrick Marconi. I'm the co-owner of Crumble Cookies as well as Current Power Company. My wife and I own both businesses and uh, share the responsibilities. What is Crumble Cookies? Crumble Cookies is an open bakery. So what that means, a lot of people aren't used to it, is that you get to see everything that happens in the store right in front of you. So the journey of your actual cookie is made all within these walls right behind me where uh, they get to mix the cookie, they uh, ball it, bake it, dress it, all right in front of you. One of the other great things about crumble cookies, in addition to how delicious they are, <laughs> and for full disclosure, I, I had some yesterday, they're delicious, but I can't tell you which ones they are because every week they change. And tell us about how that works because that's one of the things that's truly special about Crumble Cookies and equally importantly, how people can find out what the flavors of the week are. Yeah, we've got over 123 uh, unique cookies. Any flavor that you can kind of think of, we've either tested it or we actually roll it out. And so, uh, yeah, every Sunday we have a video on social media that uh, kind of presents the cookie of the week. So we have four rotating cookies every single week. Uh, and then our two staple cookies are our traditional chocolate chip and our infamous uh, chilled pink cookie. This business that you have is in a very unique situation for you. Uh, First of all, you started with Kern Power, and that's your company now, and you've been in the solar industry business for two years? Three years? Uh, yeah, I've been in the solar industry actually for seven. Which is an eternity. Yes, in, yes, in the solar. solar business, it really is. First of all, what got you into solar? 
really I've been in the door-to-door -door industry since college and so uh, it's kind of means to make money uh, for school during the summer and at that time I started off selling home security systems it was something I really really believed in right uh, something that I thought I could add protection and value to and uh, at that time in the market we we're really providing a really uh, low cost value so uh, what was supposed to be one summer uh, with my dad telling me it probably wouldn't work out Ended up being 15 years later, here I am still in that similar industry, but doing solar. So after, um, after home security, solar was really kind of on the rise and uh, Solar City actually reached out to us that we're uh, in the door-to-door -door space to try to create a more direct-to-consumer educational business. And so since then, um, we've kind of taken that model and taken it to the people to teach them how it works. That business has afforded you the ability to go into other ventures. <laughs> yes. Why did you choose to become a franchisee of Crumble Cookies? So, I mean, really, a lot of people, especially in the beginning, when uh, they ask about, especially whether it's banks or other things like that, that are really digging into your business, right? They're like, wait a minute, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna look at you. You, you've never done baking or anything like that, <laughs> but it really all boils down to people, process, and, uh, and, and then your product. So for me, uh, when it comes to a franchise, I look at do they do the product well? Uh, otherwise, I would go do it on my own, right? right? But the reason why you franchise is you're teaming up with somebody else who does it way better than you. Marketing, I'm not the marketing guy. <laughs> when I saw their marketing, it was beautiful and it was accidental happenstance that I uh, stepped upon Crumble. It just was something that we were looking in our life to, uh, to add joy to the community. Solar isn't something that everybody wakes up wanting to learn and talk oh, about. Oh, I think I'll get a solar panel today. Let's just do that. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Right, right. <laughs> um, and and I've, got, uh, I've got three little girls that mean a ton to me and my wife. And so for me, I always looked at something of being able to incorporate our family together versus daddy's just going to work. Right. Uh, my daughters would ask me, you know, what do you do? And obviously, you know, I kind of take them to job site, you know, men on the roof or doing these things, but they still don't understand like what we do. Right. It's okay. They'd grow into it, but it's something to me that's really meaningful. That but they know what cookies are. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so when I saw Crumble, uh, which is funny, actually the cookie thing, um, I thought there was nothing proprietary about it. So I was like, ah, oh, it's just a shop, right? Right. When I first had my experience and I walked into the store, I got it. I said, the beauty, the simplicity, the, really the technology. Once you walk in here, you see how clean and high tech it is for a bakery. Right. And, and merging those two things together. And then I saw how the customer interacted with the product, mm. interacted with the staff, interacted with the brand. That is the proprietary portion of the franchise. And one of the th reasons I wanted to come and interview you today <laughs> is because you have a very successful solar business and then you opened up this cookie factory during a pandemic. I mean, who's in the right mind would do that? Why, why, why now? The same person that's got three girls under five. We just, we just, like, we just love craziness. 
Okay. We don't think about things. They just do them, right? Okay. No, um, we weren't planning on the pandemic. We started about a year and a half ago with the process. Sure. There was no pandemic. Um, and we really just wanted to bring joy to our community. Uh, we wanted to be able to, again, like we talked about, people aren't waking up happy about the solar conversation. Right. But we can bring joy and love to their hearts with cookies. So I really love that about the brand. And then the pandemic comes. So we were supposed to actually open in April. And uh, in March, everything kind of shut down. So really, we just knew that what better time to continue to move forward. Yeah, we could have actually just stopped our process, but right. we, we really chose to, no. However this thing plays out, you know, thinking in March when things were shutting down, um, what better way to get, I've got mixers, what better way to get cookie and happiness and joy into the lives of people, especially when they're either at home through delivery, or thankfully we're able to open our store in August where they can come in and feel some joy here. And if visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Yeah, you can get in touch with me either uh, directly by email. You go to bakersfield at crumble.com, and that's crumble without an E. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Patrick Morricani. Um, or you can uh, join our Facebook page at Crumble, uh, Crumble Cookies on Facebook. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we are going to get more into the systems and more importantly, a visioneer question from a visioneer just like you when we come right back. Hi, I'm John Busby with Team Busby. And over the years, many people have asked me, what price ranges do you sell? As you can see at Team Busby, we sell all price ranges, 80,000 to 2 million. It's a seller's market. If you're thinking remotely of selling your home, now's the time to sell it. There's buyers that are on the fence, some of them not even thinking about selling. When I show them the values of today's market, they say, oh my gosh, I should put on the market now. When you call my team, Team Busby, you get a voice, not a voicemail. 410-SELL, 410-7355. We're here with Patrick Mortani, the co-owner of Crumble Cookies, and our visionary question of the segment comes from Linda who asks, we are in the fourth year of our business and COVID has really beaten down the positive spirit my business partner and I used to have. Now she rolls her eyes at me when I talk to her about our business succeeding. What do you do to keep an optimistic and positive mindset during this pandemic? Linda, thanks for your question and congrats on being on your fourth year. That's awesome. It means you've got a ton of experience behind you that you guys have had to problem solve and had to learn. You know, People feel differently, but with COVID, it's that same scenario. It's a problem that we've got to live with and how do we overcome it? And what I've always just lived by is I have a plan and I just keep executing it. Whatever noise, whatever uh, things come in my way between my plan and I, if I still feel that that's the right pursuit or it's the right direction I want to go in, continue to execute your plan. Continue just kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, picture of the, of the buffalo with snow all over his face. Um, you know, keep walking through the storm and eventually actually that's how you get out of it. So in my opinion, you keep doing, uh, you're, you keep giving your responsibility to your business as you should and your business partner will either realign uh, themselves with you or there'll be that natural break, which unfortunately at times does happen, but you take care of your responsibility of your business and you, and allow everybody else to kind of work with you. Choose to act versus react. That's kind of my, uh, what I'd go to. 
One of the things that you learned from the solar business that you've also applied here at, uh, at Crumble Cookies is systems. And yes. you've managed to figure out how to make a very efficient system. And for visionaries who are, who are growing their business and trying to figure out how the process comes to be to figure out an efficient system, yeah. how did you discover that here? What's most important to us is being able to serve our customers. Like we mm. talked about bringing joy to them. Right. The way you do that is we, ask, we have to be quick at, uh, you know, if you come in, we have to service you quickly because mm -hmm. you've got a life. We've got to bring happiness and joy into your life by having the perfect, perfectly imperfect cookie that tastes delicious. So part of that process, the, the precision part, is being able to get it to our customers quickly. And mm. what we've done is we kind of work backwards again. Mm. We say, all right, break each of the process of what you physically have to do mm -hmm. into the smallest parts. So mm. for example, I'll use our ticketing counter. Um, we're a very high volume store. Um, but yet we're also in the top five of fastest um, from order to actually receiving your cookie. And so, Congratulations. Thank you. So the way that we do that is, um, as an example, one, we, uh, there, there's six parts to what we have to do in order to get you a cookie from the time that you order it to the time you get it. So number one is we've got to read, um, read the order, right? So you, you break those down into reading the order, grabbing a box, and when we talk about micro tasks, we're talking about like literally grabbing the box. Mm. That's one of the things I have to do. And so in your business, you really want to break down what is everything that has to happen. So mm. you read the order, you grab the box, I have to scoop the cookie, I have to then frost the cookie. I have to be able to finish the box, whether there's a note, whether it's uh, dressed with a ribbon, however it's finished, and then physically take it, present it to the customer for their approval. Mm -hmm that the cookies look exactly how they expected, and then give a smile and convey that joy to them. Sure. And so if all of that process takes six different steps, our goal is to say, what is that speed in which we could do that? And for our store, with our volume, we've comfortably said, if I could get you your cookies within a minute of the time that you ordered it, mm -hmm. when we've got a good amount of orders on our screen, uh, we're doing a good thing. So the rule is we set the bar at under a minute. And if that task can be done, by one person, it's all we care about. It's quality and precision. And then from there, you continue to break it down. So as soon as, as your business is growing, you, as usually the entrepreneur, wearing all these hats, right, aren't able to fulfill your task the way that you've set that bar that you should. Right. Then like we do here at Crumble at our ticket encounter, we get a second person and divide the task in half. Mm. And we continue to do that mm. until we've reached a point at which we might need six to eight people doing six tasks because we have curbside and in-store. Oh. So at the point at which we're presenting the customer with um, their order, that might actually take three people now. Mm. The goal is to not limit you other than the most important thing which you wanted, which was the goal is to get quality cookies under a minute. And so you just continue to divide those tasks in half until you end up with a business that some people have, you know, 10, 15 people work in there, and you just make sure that you don't overhaul it. You don't add too many people uh, to your system. Duplicate too many tasks or have Correct. redundant tasks. It's just those simple six. And then as soon as we start doing it quicker, 
-hmm. Now that's how we realize that we've got too many people. So we actually want to retract oh, some okay. of our people back to that comfortable under a minute. So now we might, you know, 20 minutes later, get back to only three people. Why? The rule is never a constant. Mm. The rule is under a minute with quality and whatever is needed to, uh, to do that, mm -hmm. that's where you should be. Not, I want to do this, so I'm going to put 10 people at it. Or I want to start a business, so I'm going to put 20 people at it. And, and now you're actually inefficient. That's one thing we've actually seen in our solar business is a lot of the large companies actually mm -hmm. throughout the years have gone out of business because they've done that opposite where they've put really too many people in a task where now you've become inefficient. One of the things about business ownership is that it can be very lonely at the top and successful business owners We've all had something that affects the decisions, the way we act, the way we do things. And successful business owners, more so than others, know that nobody is perfect. Yeah. And for other business owners out there who see this absolutely wonderful, happy-go-lucky cookie <laughs> company, it's not all been perfect for you. No. A lot of this and the motivation is probably a you got to have some sort of chip on your shoulder get uncomfortable so for me it was probably uh just growing up i was a super active child um i'm the kid that you know would want to go exploring and um get in trouble and you know i remember in second grade you know getting in trouble for talking or being too active and uh, it's a good thing I have a wonderful mother that <laughs> likes to flip things and say, oh, it's because, you know, you've got a lot of energy, you got to do things, whereas my teachers are like, he's a horrible kid. So, you know, I've got these two, two competing things. Uh, and it was really, you know, my mother um, and a really good seventh grade teacher that I had that, mm. I, that I really loved, that she was the same way. Um, she instilled in me, even though I probably wasn't a good student, she would say, you're a good student. You know, you, you can do a lot of things. And I was like, oh, I guess I can. And so for me, a lot of this is probably to prove uh, to them that they were right and to show that love that um, they could trust in me. And as dumb as it sounds, uh, most of our things probably do stem from our childhood. So this is a place where I can really, uh, I think, put my energy and, uh, and be challenged. To, to try to grow things. It's an expensive uh, experiment, I think, probably. <laughs> but you've got to have something on your shoulder that you're either going to uh, fight or flight. You're either going to run towards it and take the challenge head on, whether that's proving your naysayers or proving your family or even really at the end of the day, it boils down to ourselves. Um, proving ourselves that, that we can do it and you're really faking it till you make it. And a lot of times at the top, you're like, wow, I faked it all this way. But if uh, people only knew, right? but if you're sitting at the table at where you think you're faking it, but people are giving you that ear, you're not faking it any longer. You've made it and, and give yourself that love because there's something that you've done throughout that course of you trying to learn this thing that's motivated you that you really have finally made it to that level and then keep fighting and keep going. But don't doubt yourself. You've, you've got something that people want from you. When we come back, we are going to delve into a deep controversy and we're going to talk about the differences in the wool quality between llamas and alpacas and whether or not it's everything that we've heard 
about. <laughs> or we can just answer another visioneer question when we come right back. We are here at Crumble Cookies because of you, Visioneer Nation. You have asked for us to go ahead and reach out and get into the restaurant business. Find somebody in the restaurant business that is doing well during COVID. And that is why we're here at Crumble Cookies because of you, Visioneers, who have reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and want to find out more information about a successful business owner who's doing well in the restaurant business during COVID. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and let us know and we'll talk to you soon. We're here with Patrick Marconi, the co-owner of Crumble Cookies and our visionary question comes from Darren who asks, I own a franchise restaurant and it seems like every day there is a new <laughs> obstacle. What do you do to keep your business moving forward every day, little by little, until we get out of this mess? <laughs> Thank you, Darren. Welcome to franchising and welcome to business. Uh, great question. That is really the most difficult with getting so many uh, rules and directives and direction from, from so many different sources, whether it be your customers, whether it be corporate. Um, I can only tell you what we did and what that is, is pursue our goal, which is bring happiness and joy to our customers. I do that through cookies. Uh, we also do that through doing solar, very completely different things, but it's all in our service. And that's what I think it is to be an entrepreneur, service. Now with franchising, there are rules and regulations that we have to abide by, which yes, implement those. Uh, but at the same time, uh, keep going with your business. Unless I really get a directive from corporate says shut down, then uh, I just keep going. And I keep implementing our business with a smile on our face, with joy towards the customers. If that means that we've got to mask up, if that means that we have to take extra precautions, we do those and we implement them. But keep moving forward. And that's really the entrepreneurial spirit is don't stop. Keep your foot on the gas. Sometimes you might need to implement a little bit of breaks or slowing down, but just keep going and serve our people. And that's really what entrepreneur is all about is service. Keep your foot on the gas, but take a little time off little by little, <laughs> right? What do you do in that time off between the two businesses? Well, really with, with that taking most of my time, I, I love spending time with my family. Mm. And so, um, really to be able to do that and stay a little active, you know, get the energy out. Uh, we've actually loved pickleball. Pickleball. Yeah, we loved it. And what is pickleball? Uh, so I'd say pickleball is kind of like uh, uh, ping pong and tennis put together on a smaller court. Okay. Or uh, maybe a little of the lazy man's tennis. So <laughs> tennis, you're, you're running around and you've really got to have a good uh, backswing and stuff. Uh, well, pickleball, it's a much shorter court. Uh -huh. and uh, you play it on a tennis court and you've got these paddles with the wiffle ball uh -huh. and it's kind of like a ping pong. You're going back and forth trying to make sure that uh, you score. But the nice thing about it is, uh, at least where, where we live, uh, there's a court that's a tennis court and pickleball court, but it's got fencing all around it. Oh. And uh, a lot of people sometimes won't go there, so we've got a good section of the court that I can let my girls run around, ride their bikes, so we're getting that family time, but we're also able to play and, and, and have fun with our friends, spend time with them. So that's, that's been our jam right now. What have you learned from playing pickleball that you <laughs> apply to your business? 
speed really again it's it's a fast-paced game it's a competitive game mm -hmm. and you better believe we don't lose my <laughs> wife and I are always on the team just like we're on a team here in our business um, and we make sure we don't lose and if we do we have fun but we'll come back next round and uh, and we'll work together that's usually what it is it's it's us coming together when we are when we are together mm -hmm. um, we typically uh, will deliver a good challenge as soon as I start trying to get off pace or, uh, or, or do something different, then uh, you know, usually not scoring as much. You mentioned keeping on pace, keeping on point, not giving up until the score is won. And yet, here in, at, in your store, you have done something rather remarkable because yes, I've mentioned it before that you opened up during a pandemic. <laughs> But there was also a period where your employees could have earned more money on unemployment than they did working here. And yet they chose to work here. And I think a lot of it has to do with purpose and mission. And how did you instill this in your employees? When we first started, there there was only there were only two other crumbles in the state of California, and they'd only opened up uh, the first one two months prior to us, and the other one one. So really, most of them, when we asked them what their experience was with the crumble, most of them didn't have an interaction unless they went to uh, you know Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Arizona. What's crumble like cookies? That. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And they didn't know the expectation. Uh, but what we told them is really. Um, that this place would help them with anything in their future to learn about how to serve customers, how to serve people, and how to have a fulfilling environment while still making a paycheck. And if that was something that was appealing to them, we were their, we were their people. Mm. And, uh, and that we would uh, be mentors to them as well uh, within their lives. And we're looking for people that want to work hard and to do that. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. There are plenty of people uh, even that are working with us that were making more money and chose um, chose to come work for less than unemployment to be able to have that opportunity. And it's really, I think, been a remarkable testament to them. But how did you, as the employer, most people have two buttons. They have a green button and a red <laughs> button. They push the red button, people go, ow, push the green button, people go, wow, okay? Yeah. How did you find that green button to push on your employees that Good made question. them want to come here when they could have made a lot more money on unemployment? You know, what we do ongoing are one-on-ones. We really uh, have just really try to see how people are doing, what interests them, um, what they're looking for. Uh, especially with the balance of school, their hours, their work hours, what is it that they're trying to work towards? And so we try to fit uh, personality and roles here. We try to make sure that, you know, if somebody's a little more of an introvert, uh, but yet hardworking, that we don't force them on to customer service. Right. You know, they can do a task that has to do with frosting or taking ownership. That, that's maybe one thing that we've really got, we really have great staff staff is they take ownership of their task of their responsibility of their job and um, it has to do with us getting to know them and placing them in the right spot 
What are you reading right now? Uh, right now, it's a book called Traction. And why are you reading this book now? A buddy of mine recommended it, and what I love about it is it talks about the difference between visionary and implementer. Oh. And it, for business owners, it really talks about, you know, at first you, you wear all the hats right. and try to juggle everything. Right. There comes a point where you have to be honest and open with yourself and understand, who am I? Am mm. I the visionary? that says this is the direction we need to go to and right. people think oh that's an easy job <laughs> no it's not that's where you either get it right or get it wrong and it's right. going to cost your pocketbook and then you also have an implementer and you're both but there comes a certain point where you've got to separate those roles and if you can be honest with yourself you find what you're best at mm. and typically if you're the entrepreneur you're usually the visionary you start off being the implementer because you have to right but as you take course and have to keep your creative juices going and keep the direction of business going it's imperative to find who that implementer is the person that's really going to do the heavy lifting and the organization of your business and moving it forward and that's where you have this great synergy that comes together um, it's my wife and i that we we both do that and then it's also other people that we have with our managers with our shift lead different components that um, I think you end up being both, but identifying that there is this separation helps you know what stage you're in, in your business, in your chapter, and in your life, and owning that stage and being open to it. What gets you up every morning to open your business? It, it really is my people and my customers. Mm -hmm. um, How so? And the real reason for that, it, I think it starts off as your family, but there comes a point where you receive, it's almost like money. You receive enough of it, right? Everything we start off is probably money and this right. dream and this desire. But once you become full or you're not hungry anymore because you've reached this level at which you feel comfortable, it's the same with family. I'd rather be at home right now. Right. I don't want to be working. I'd rather be playing with my three girls. I'd rather be out at the park with them. I'd rather be hanging out with my wife. Uh, so though they're a motivation they're not a motivation to open the door they're actually wanting you to stay home right so then that next level of finding that greater good truly is we provide an opportunity to our staff and and people that are going through this pandemic mm -hmm. to be able to earn a wage to be able to find pride in their work and our customers they come at eight in the morning relying on us to bring either joy to them or to their coworkers, they come to Crumble to share love and joy with other people. Again, either for themselves, because they've got that sweet tooth and they just want that pick-me-up, or again, to bring their coworkers, to bring their family, to bring their loved one, to say thank you, to say I love you, to say, hey, just because, let's get together and eat. And so they rely on us. And so every morning, that's what gets me to come out and open our doors and to do it with joy, is all these people are relying on us and we don't want to let them down satisfies my inner desire to bring love and joy and see it on their face. If visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? You can just email me at bakersfield, sorry, bakersfield at crumble.com. Uh, no E at the end of crumble. You can uh, add me on LinkedIn and message me there, Patrick Morricani. Um, or you can uh, join us on our Facebook, uh, crumble.com, as well as Kern Power Company, Dot com. Patrick, this has been a pleasure. <laughs>
Thank and you. I appreciate you bringing joy and love to the community, especially in the, this period of the pandemic. Thank you. And thank you very much for being on Small Business Celebration. It's been a treat. I appreciate it. Hi, I'm John Busby with Team Busby. And over the years, many people have asked me, what price ranges do you sell? As you can see at Team Busby, we sell all price ranges, 80,000 to 2 million. It's a seller's market. If you're thinking remotely of selling your home, now's the time to sell it. There's buyers that are on the fence, some of them not even thinking about selling. When I show them the values of today's market, they say, oh my gosh, I should put it on the market now. When you call my team, Team Busby, you get a voice, not a voicemail. 410-SELL, 410-7355. If it's humanly possible, one of my favorite philosophers is the philosopher Caesar Marcus Aurelius. And over the course of his life, he wrote a whole series of books that were nothing more than a remember to self. And he did this because whenever he saw or read something profound, he would write it down so he wouldn't forget. And one of the things he wrote in book six was not to assume it's impossible because you find it hard, but to recognize that if it's humanly possible, you can do it too. We're coming into the time of year where our kids are going back to school, our employees have kids that are going back to school, some of us are going back to school ourselves, and it's a very chaotic time, and we begin to wonder if everything that's going on just in our personal lives alone is if we can even manage it, if we can even do it. and then. We add our businesses on top of that with all of their complexities and originalities, as it were. And it's something to keep in mind that if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. So when you go through your day and you're pulling your hair out and you're stressing out over your personal life and your business life and just life in general, remember you're special. You're important because if what you were doing were easy, everybody would be doing it. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Patrick Morricani, the co-owner of the Bakersfield franchise of Crumble Cookies. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.